Well, as I said, this is going to be one of the shortest messages you've heard. And not only that, the, the, the audience is very, very limited. And you'll understand as we go along uh, in the message this morning. Uh, there have been times when I have bought two or three different presents for Mary or for one of our boys or family members. And whenever I do that, you know, one's really special. And I usually tend to take that and I bury it back behind the other presents, the Christmas tree. I don't want them to even know it's there. And I'm hoping it will be like the last one or close to the near last one to be opened up. Why? Because it's very, very special. And um, uh, today I'm going to talk about, as you might uh, see in the bulletin there, it's called The Priceless Gift Left Unopened. We're going to talk about that. One thing about the uh, Christmas season that Mary and I really, really enjoy is all those Christmas carols that we uh, hear sung. Uh, you go out, and even if uh, the world says, hey, I don't believe in Christmas, I don't believe in uh, this Jesus stuff, uh, yet they have to listen to those uh, choruses uh, that are sung there, and they all tell about, or many of them tell about, tell about uh, the coming of the priceless gift, the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, take, for example, and by that's in the shopping malls, it's on radio stations that we hear those familiar Christmas carols. Uh, and, 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 you know, the individuals and the crowds, they may ignore the message, but still it's freely proclaimed in those Christmas carols. Take, for example, uh, uh, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. It says, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, the ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appear. We sang a, a rendition this morning of Joy to the World. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing. And then there's the Christmas carol that we know, Angels from the Realms of Glory. It says, Angels from the Realms of Glory, wing your flight or all the earth. Ye who sang creation's story, now proclaim Messiah's birth. Come and worship. There it is. Proclaims his birth. Come and worship. Come and worship Christ, the newborn king. Add to that the Christmas carol, What Child Is This? And you will know those words. What child is this who laid to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping, whom angels greet with anthems sweet while shepherds watch are keeping? This, this is Christ the king, whom shepherds guard and angels sing. Haste, haste. To bring him laud, the babe, the son of Mary. And of course, there's that uh, very uh, wonderful chorus uh, song, O Holy Night. O Holy Night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of the dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining, till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Fall on your knees, O oh, hear the angel voices, O oh, night divine, O oh, night when Christ was born. And so in those Christmas carols, the world out there, and we along with them, we hear that wonderful message that God says, I sent my son, I sent my son to be the savior of the world. Now, in those choruses, you can't then miss the proclamation of the Son of God leaving heaven and then coming to this earth to be born of the Virgin Mary. But did you know, along with that priceless gift from God given to you and me, God also sent his Christmas card to us. That's pretty clever, pretty good. 
He sent his Christmas card to us. When you open up that, that, that card, you'll read this, and you'll know it quite well. You open his card to you and me and to the world, and you'll read, For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I want to talk about that just briefly. For God so loved the world. That verse is probably one of the most familiar verses in all of the uh, New Testament, maybe in the Bible. For God so loved the world. You see, in that Christmas card, God introduces himself to you in that verse, and he tells you of the priceless gift that he has given to you. But for many, for many, they never take that wonderful gift and open it. It remains unopened. You see, they don't believe in God. And you know that. There are multitudes, and you might be here this morning and be one of them. You don't believe in God. You don't even believe that he exists, let alone that he created this world and all of that that belongs to him, and he has some very special plans for his creation, including you and the rest of mankind. But God extends this morning an invitation to you. He extends an invitation to you. He says, come now. In other words, he invites us individually. He says, come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. In other words, he says, sit down, let you and me have a talk. You're a rational being. You have the ability to reason and think. So let you and me do that right now. Think it carefully through. That's what he says to you, to me. Think it carefully through. Examine scientifically, because I know you're interested in science. Examine scientifically this universe. Look at it carefully, whether through a telescope or a microscope. Scientifically look at it, and you explain to me where the order and design in every part of it came from. Let's reason that together. You look out into space and examine your own solar system. How did it come about that the earth is positioned exactly the right distance from the sun? A little closer, and you would be cinders. A little further away, and you would freeze to death. How is it that it perfectly is in the right place? But let's reason together a little further scientifically. How is it that this planet you call earth get exa- gets exactly the uh, that it has a right amount of water and land mass or you could not exist and so many other realms scientifically to examine and he gives us the privilege of doing that and he says come now come now you and me let's you and i reason together you say i do not exist it all came about over billions and billions of years through evolution come Let's reason together. Look scientifically at your own DNA, and you're going to discover there's absolutely no way your DNA could have come from any other animal or plant. Look at it, examine it, he tells you and me. But let you and me, let you and me reason together. Let your brilliant scientists, if you please, tell you scientifically where the origin of life came from. All the science, all of mankind, even up to the present, they can't answer that question. You say evolution, but true science forbids that. Let you and me reason together. Since you say evolution has been going on in my universe for, universe for millions and billions of years, explain why you, a rational being, thinking human being, 
who can write a book and you can read what you write and understand it. You can invent things even to the extent of sending uh, things out into space itself, landing on the moon and so forth. But yet, not another animal has ever had that ability. Not one. Surely over those millions and billions of years, even you with your amazing ability have been able to take at least an ape that your evolutionists say that you came from, and you have been able by now to teach at least one of them to read on a kindergarten level. I mean, listen, you've had millions and billions. You mean to tell me you can't even get one that can read on a kindergarten level and understand what they're reading? Look around you. Show me all the evolving stages that are in existence. Behold, I look and I see a monkey, I see a chimpanzee, I see a gorilla, and then I see a man. But where are all those evolving stages between that ape and that man? You say, I do not exist. I say, come now, and let you and I reason together. Not only do I exist, not only did I create this entire universe, I loved you. Even before I ever created you, I loved you even when I knew before I created you that you would turn away from me and say I did not even exist. I loved you knowing that my arch enemy, the devil, who I call Satan, would blind your mind in order to keep you from knowing the truth about my existence and my creating and sovereignly controlling the universe. I fully knew before that he would cause you and multitudes upon multitudes of others to believe it all came about through evolution. But still, but still, I loved you. How much did I love you? Look again at my Christmas card to you. What did I write in it? What does it say? For God so loved the world. That is, God so loved you as a person, individually. I so loved you that he gave his only begotten son. You know, that is the real meaning of Christmas. Those choruses you sing tell you that. But you say, I don't believe that. <laughs> I don't believe that a virgin by the name of Mary, who had never had sexual relations with a man, suddenly became pregnant by the Holy Spirit, as this religion called Christianity teaches. And through that pregnancy, God supposedly left heaven and became a human being, who these Christians say is named Jesus. I don't believe that. In fact, I don't even believe the Bible. I think it's a book written by mankind only, full of errors. I say to you, come now, come to me. Let you and I reason together. You say the Bible is just a book by, written by man like any other book. Tell me, tell me then. Have you carefully read it all the way through? You say it's mankind's making. Have you Carefully read it all the way through. Have you studied how it came into existence? You're a rational. You're an intelligent person. So I'll ask you, have you considered all those prophecies that were made back there in what they call the Old Testament? And some of them I made over 1,500 years before they ever came to pass. And every single one of them literally came past, uh, to pass exactly as I said. And you can search it out and prove it. In that book you call the Bible that supposedly is written by man, I myself declared this, if anyone makes a prophecy in my name saying that some certain thing is going to take place and it does not take place exactly as they say, that person is to be taken out and be stoned. Why do I do that? Because I want you to know that I am God 
your creator, and I revealed myself to you through this love letter we call the Bible, and I want to verify that because every single prophecy I made will, it has come to pass, and it will literally come to pass, as I have said. Only I can prophesy the future, and what I prophesy and put into writing will come to pass exactly as I said it would. But now come, come and sit down with me. And let you and I reason together. Are you aware that I have foretold a 300 prophecies about my coming, my son's coming the first time? And every single one of those has literally come to pass. My son, my only begotten son, he came out of heaven to earth as my gift to you. And I gave some of those prophecies well over 1,500 years before I sent my son to be born of that Virgin Mary. You say, I don't believe the Bible came. I don't believe the Bible. You say, you don't believe I sent my only begotten son. I invite you to come and reason together with me. Go, go and read your Bible. I have given to mankind. See that I am telling you the truth. This priceless gift I sent to you, you have still left unopened. You've now left it open for a long, long time. How old are you? How long have you known about this gift? As you and I reason together, I have two more questions for you. My first question to you is this. Do you know why? Do you know why I sent my priceless gift and gave him my only begotten son to you? The great Bible scholar and teacher Nicodemus did not know why I sent my son and gave him. The great Bible scholar came to me and that's why he came to my son By night, in order to get that question answered. And my son answered that probing question that was in Nicodemus' heart when he said to him, Open your card. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I want you to think with me about those words, should not perish. Please sit down and reason with me. Think about those words, should not perish. Surely you know that you're going to die. You know that. You see death all around you, and in time, you too will die. What happens when you die? Well, you can believe you cease to exist the moment you die. You can believe that. You can believe that everyone who dies suddenly experiences an afterlife of bliss. But I say to you, let you and I sit down and let's reason together. You know there is a sin issue and an evil problem in this world that you can't ignore that. You know something is wrong inside of you and every other human being. In fact, you can't stop yourself from dying, can you? I have come to you to tell you there is only one person who was born with no sin and who has never committed any sin. And that person is my son who I sent as my priceless gift to you. And there is only one person who has died and risen from the dead, never to die again. And by doing so, he has conquered sin and death, and that person is my only begotten son, your gift. Why will you and every other person I created perish? Let's talk about that. I warned your first parents that in the day that they disobeyed me and ate that forbidden fruit, they would surely die. And you see it all around you, don't you? You see, I am a perfect God. I am absolutely righteous, and I am just. 
My holy nature requires your penalty for sin be paid in full. If you're to pay that penalty, I have declared in the Bible, that is my written revelation to you, you will have to spend all eternity in the place I created for the devil and his angels, and that called hell or the lake of fire where you will be tormented day and night forever and ever. But listen to me. Sit down with me. Reason with me. I have loved you before I even created you, knowing you were going to be born in sin and you were going to turn away from me and reject me. And because I loved you, I sent my only begotten Son who came for one main purpose. He came to take your place and bear all your sin and bear all the wrath that I was going to have to pour out upon you, but I poured out upon him instead. He took your place. So come now, reason together with me. Do you not yet understand? Had there been any other way for you to be forgiven and restored back to me, I would have never sent my son to go to a cross, bear all the sin of the world, and pour my wrath out upon him. But that was the only way for my offended holy nature to be appeased and for me to be able to receive you back to myself and give you everlasting life. You did notice that in my Christmas card to you, I did say that. Do you not see that? Let's read it again. For God so loved the world. For God so loved you. You personally. That he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes him would not perish, but what? Have everlasting life. As you and I reason together, that brings me to my last question to you. I love you. I have loved you all along. I have loved you so much that I sent and I gave you the priceless gift of my son, my only begotten son. He's already paid your price in full for your sins. He's completely satisfied my offended holiness, my offended nature. He has conquered both death and hell, and through him you can have everlasting life. So my final question to you is this. Will you now receive my priceless gift? Will you open your heart and receive my gift? Do you want that forgiveness, that everlasting life I offer through my Son? What did I say in my Christmas card to you? That whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Will you receive my gift by believing in Him? What do I mean by believing in Him? I mean that you must acknowledge, listen to me carefully as we reason together, you must acknowledge that you are a sinner and you deserve hell. It's got to start there. And you will end up in hell, that lake of fire that I describe in my love letter, that Bible, the written revelation to you. You must acknowledge in your heart that there's absolutely nothing that you can do to save yourself. That's why I sent my son and gave him as my priceless gift to you. You must also acknowledge this, that there is no one else who can do anything to save you. Mary, the mother through whom my son received his physical body, cannot save you. She cannot gain one iota of merit for you. Only my son can save you and give you everlasting life, forgiving all your sins. Just as you would receive a Christmas gift, a wrap package, and you deliberately take it, and you unwrap it, you open it, and acknowledge it is your gift to have and to hold and to use, now, now, you must do the same with my priceless gift I am freely offering you. Will you trust my son to save you? Will you open your heart to him 
and confess him to be your Lord and your God and your Savior? If you will place your trust in him to save you, I, your God and your Creator, declare you to be saved, to be born again. And I give to you right now everlasting life. If you will receive my priceless gift to you, my only begotten Son, here's my promise to you. Come now and reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins are as scarlet, they will be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they will be like wool. The unopened priceless gift. I trust as God has sat down with you, as you are thinking rational person, have weighed out what you've heard this morning, you might in your heart say, you know what? I want that gift. I want to be forgiven of all my sins. I want to possess right now everlasting life. I want to be born again from above. And God be my heavenly Father, and Jesus be my Lord, my Savior, my God, and know that heaven is my home. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, this has been a simple, but a few moments of time when you have sat down with certain individuals in this auditorium. Oh, they've been my words, but really they were your words written on the pages of Scripture. You, Holy Spirit, would you speak to our hearts? I think about the fact that, Jesus, you are the priceless gift that so many, though they hear the Christmas carols, they know the Christmas story, day after day, year after year, it still is left unopened. What a priceless gift. I pray that certain ones here this morning would say, Jesus Christ, God, you've spoken to me. I acknowledge I'm a sinner. I acknowledge, though I don't understand it all, I believe what the Bible says, that Jesus, you came for that purpose to save me, to bear my deserved punishment, to bear all of my sin, and you're offering me eternal life by simple faith. I don't understand it, but by simple faith, Jesus Christ, come into my heart right now, save me. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right or the power to become the children of God, even to those who believe in his name. In Jesus, thank you for saving those that you will save today. In Jesus, your name we pray. Amen.